Welcome to Underqualified Thoughts, where two brothers-in-law have conversations stemming from their daily lives. Expect authentic, relationship-building discussions that time-capsule the early years of these podcasters' families, careers, and pastimes. Hello and welcome to Underqualified Thoughts. This is episode number nine. nine. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a really interesting technology called ChatGPT. Rolls off the tongue. It, it really does. <laughs> so this is a, a state-of-the-art natural language processing system that allows users to have real-time conversations with a computer. Um, it's basically just based on a powerful AI language model called GPT-3. This is what was, all the movies in the late 90s and early 2000s were about. Us having relationships with computers. I know. Trained, it's basically trained on a massive amount of text data and can generate human-like responses to a wide range of topics. I'm proud of you for giving context to this because at first you were just going to start reading the script without giving context. Did you just read it? The script is... What What I read is the script. What script? We haven't read the script yet. Not the script that we were talking about. Oh, you're just explaining what it is. Yeah. Okay, guys, so right now I'm sitting in front of my computer. Chat.openai.com is the URL that I typed in. It brings me to a, a thread where I basically just asked the internet or this AI generator. I said, create a script for a podcast titled Underqualified Thoughts. Today's topic is going to be about chat GPT. Introduce it for me, please. And I literally just started reading it. You could probably tell that that whole thing was very automated um long story short i felt like you were just explaining it because the first thing we had pulled up was different than that uh, this was just a new and so i thought you were just giving context for it for example um the and and today's topic again is all about the ai and maybe some other things as we go along this is kind of our intro i would encourage all of you guys try it out because it's very fascinating but for example give me a question andy i mean a topic are we not just going to talk about the the intro that you wrote for our show we could just further emphasize this by All right. like showing them, show mm-hmm. them by typing. All right, type something. Type something about our podcast. Say like write, like we did, like write an intro for the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Write an intro for my podcast titled Underqualified Thoughts. Okay, so here's the introduction that You left out the us. brother-in-law part. Oh. Let's see if it's good enough. It's pretty good. Here we go. Yeah, this thing says, Hello and welcome to Underqualified Thoughts. In this podcast, we're tackling a wide range of topics from the latest tech trends to cultural phenomena and everything in between. But here's the catch. We're not experts in any of these fields. In fact, we're just a couple of regular people who are passionate about learning and sharing our thoughts on the things that interest us. So, if you're looking for an in-depth analysis and expert opinions, this might not be the podcast for you. But if you're up to, for some casual and informal conversation, discussions actually, on a variety of topics with a dash of humor and a healthy, wow, this is crazy, <laughs> a healthy dose of humility, then join us every week for a new episode on Underqualified Thoughts. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. So we're, not only are ghostwriters out of a job, we're out of a job? We, we yeah. If they add audio to this, it's over. <sighs> audio with a voice that actually sounds pretty good. Human. Human. So... Now, that's the problem. Now we have no excuse for our chaotic energy and little... Because we could just write like a sentence into this thing and it'll be like, here's your script. Have for fun. example, 
Give me some ideas for my upcoming underqualified thoughts podcast. Let's see what it gives us. Before you go into that, do you lose? Does it archive the thing that you wrote before? Um, no, it just kind of scrolls it up. So you can still see it? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. There are a few lines in there that it was like, get out of my brain. Like the fact where it was you were qualifying like, or that the script is qualifying. If you're looking for expert opinions, this might not be for you. That's like totally your thing to be like, hey guys, <laughs> this might not be for you, but this is what we're doing. Uh, and then whatever I said, passionate about learning and just talking and stuff. And I was just like, how? That, that proves to me that we chose the right title. Mm-hmm. That if we type that title, well, they into that, it. they nailed it. Or maybe it's just scrubbing all the data that it has from your computer. Well, clearly. Maybe it's one of our eight listeners. Honestly, it's that, probably just gathering data from online everywhere about what underqualified means, what thoughts mean. Anyway, do you think it's, it pulls personal data from your computer? I like, don't think so, no. I wonder what you give permission to. Because that would also be trippy if it, like, because especially with your Mac, you can text on your, if it could pull, like, Oh, everything like, you've texted? Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. like, I don't care about it from the perspective of like security. Obviously that should be an issue or should be a concern, but I'm naive enough to not be concerned about it. Um, what would be crazy is how accurate it could get. Cause if it could see your text yeah. messages, it could literally start talking like you. Could you imagine if it starts like using <laughs> bang with like 12 G's? That's, that's when you know they're getting your text messages. <laughs> I was, um, so guys, I found this, this tool online this week on LinkedIn and um, one of the people that were writing about it basically just said, AI is cool. Um, it's a good starting point for writers that have no clue really how to write well, because mm-hmm. this is this is pretty accurate. It's well written. MKBHD actually did a, he did a similar thing. He's, he opened a podcast or something with this mm-hmm. and reading the script. Um, and what he found out is for the words used, there's generally only like one error. Or like one main thing, factual, that's like, eh, maybe that's right, maybe that's wrong. Kind of like where I stopped and was like, a healthy dose of humility, like, yes, I get it. But like, that's just kind of not how, how you'd really say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so What was the thing you just pulled up? What did you, what oh, did you just type So in? I typed in the possible ideas for future episodes mm-hmm. uh, in my podcast. And it just said, I mean, it's given me 10 generic ideas, uh, rise of TikTok and future social media challenges of this. This is like super um, for people that are really writing about like current events. Mm-hmm. But Does they give it to you in like bullet points. Yeah. Remote work. I mean, it's like super. Oh, yeah. Give you one well written. Um, I mean, guys, like you have to check it out. Plug it again. What's um, the website? Oh, chat.openai.com. Um, chat dot open ai dot com see we, the nouns that we are both bad at enunciating mm, especially when we're talking quick and now when you're given um anyway it's called open ai um really wild like the dude i was talking to online about it was basically like yeah what what's going to be really scary is when they're able to attribute like andy's saying personality to the ai to make it like sound like you like mm-hmm. for example i use a lot of emojis and stuff and lots of letters. Rocket, and rocket, rocket. Ships. Rocket ships and whatnot. Um, something to just keep our eyes on. Interesting. I definitely think it's cool. I've seen AI before. I can't remember where I read about it, but there's an AI like website that you can go to where you can type 
it's not that great. It's not as good as this is, but you can just like type a sentence like this image already exists, but like George Washington riding a Velociraptor mm -hmm. and it will generate for you 10 images, you know, where it goes to the internet and finds images of those things and just kind of yeah. crudely it, it puts photoshops it together. them together. Yeah. And, and some of them are actually pretty good. I saw this, that too at some point. Um, yeah. The future is going to be interesting, and I think there's some people that are majorly naysayers about AI, um, but people are also majorly naysaying about the plane and about the car and about electricity. And uh, You're going all the way back to electricity. Get them, get them on the wheel. There are naysayers about the wheel. <laughs> were they? I don't know. Probably. How many, how many centuries BC was the wheel created? Long time ago. No doubt. All I know is technology always comes with its... Um, growing pains. It's just, I don't think it's technology specific. I think it's change. It doesn't have to be techno technology. Like, it's shocking how quickly, and I don't know if this is like, uh, you know, a survival instinct or a trait that we have, but how quickly we adapt and become familiar with our new environment. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I mean, I can tell you. Lily's been around for however many days and I've gotten into the, like, obviously it's hard. Like we're still in the stage of like sleepless nights and stuff, but like, I know what I need to do each day hmm. to get things done, which, you know, when she was born, I was like, what is life? What is doing the laundry with a child, with a child? And what is cooking dinner when you have a child? And it's so with this alone, like we get, very familiar in our situation and comfortable with it and then you forget that that was new change and then new change comes about and you're like whoa 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 whoa! i'm comfortable i'm familiar here yeah and so i think it's technology definitely you're right is a big component of it because of all of the media and the sensational sensationalization i don't think that's a word about it of like how it could go wrong or how it could go amazingly well and solve all our problems and there's just it's probably the most talked about type of change in media, would you say? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a hot topic in this this year. I mean, certainly with how many people are using um, te technological opportunities to advance their own business. or I mean, using AI, for example, can at Brittany Lewis... <laughs> No, last create really car. good oh I'll bleep it <laughs> <laughs> it can create what number are we at 10 10 minutes okay um <laughs> so I can remember um it can like it can create lesson plans it could create like a sales pitch script for those that are like trying to learn how to write I could good, use this in my job my new job yeah like uh, it's at the very least a good starting point for idea generation like like if you say, mm. give me tw twenty ideas about what I should write about today. Like, give give me twenty ideas to write about this certain topic. You know, it'll do it. Um, I wish we talked about this. We don't know how long this has existed. This technology has been public, but we know it's you know gone viral in the last week. And I didn't find out about it until today yeah. when you told me that when I was in between jobs. I was on like, uh, was it Fiverr and mm -hmm. whatever? I think that 
Upwork, you know, any of those freelancing websites. And one of the few offers that I got that I ended up not doing was like, you know, write an article for this topic with these keywords. And that's perfect. Yeah. Like, that's (laughs) like, this is, I'm sure there are other applications. Um, and you know, there always will still be the, the flexibility of the human touch because it, because it's delegation. You're, you're like the person who is asking me to do this easy task could do it themselves. They just don't have the time. And so I wonder if there'll still be the desire to delegate the task or if the people, instead of hiring people now, are going to go to this website. Yeah, it's like all the ghostwriters out there in the world are probably looking at looking at this tool and saying, well, is this just going to replace me? And in some cases, maybe. Uh, and uh, specifically organizations that are smaller, that don't have a large budget, that they could just pay someone $10 an hour to basically put in information, get it out, make it look a little bit personalized, slap it on the interface. Yeah, it could make you more efficient as a ghostwriter in that yeah. you could, yeah, like what you said, just get basically get a script and then instead of writing a script from scratch and having writer's block and having like anything that can come with it, mm-hmm. you can just take it and add your personal spin to it. Um, that, that thing I listened to from MKBHD basically just said, it's a great starting point for people. Like that that's where he chalked it up as a great starting point for ideas. And then you can basically just personalize it from there. Anyway, y'all should check it out. Um, it's definitely some people find it really cool and some people find it really well Scary. frightening. Yeah. Um more landing on the cool side. Uh I, yeah. I think it's just a tool right now and like everything, depends on how you want to use it. Um Anyway. Yeah, I think there's... Caitlin and I have talked about this before, and this is definitely something we're underqualified to talk about. The common fear with technology is that it will replace workers. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the quintessential example is at a a manufacturing plant. Mm -hmm. You know, it's replaced... It it quite literally is replacing the job of a person who's, you know, taking the door and fusing it onto the car. Um, You know, now that a machine can do that. Or like Walmart, the checkers. Yeah, like this self-checkout and things like that. But I think the perspective that her and I have come away with or we've been convinced of from hearing people talk about it is that technology doesn't replace jobs. It creates jobs in different areas. Mm -hmm. So you now, you know, if you were in theory, I know this is a broken world and it might not be that simple, but in theory, if your job is replaced as the person who's putting the door on the car, you could then get a job in the person who helps maintain the machine who's doing that job. Well, or you can get a job, a higher skill job elsewhere in the company. Basically, it's, and unfortunately, like Andy just said, it's, it's the broken world syndrome. Basically, if you are an achiever and you want to grow and get better, you will, you will like learn how to take care of the machine that makes the thing. Um, or you'll learn to code the machine or this and mm-hmm. that. But then there's, unfortunately, there's another majority of people that will, that don't want that. Like their only desire is to do the, the easy job that they've done forever. And they'll just kind of either retire, fizzle out or. Yeah. Or they feel like, yeah, there's different, you know, circumstances and life, you know, life situations that would make it difficult to learn and become adaptable like that. But I'm sure that a lot of it's a mindset of like, I've been doing this for 15 years I don't think I'm capable of doing anything else. I'm just going to keep looking for the same jobs and those jobs are disappearing. Therefore technology is 
replacing jobs. Yeah. Um, when the you know the thing that might be needed would be that like ability or willingness to learn and take your skills and transfer them to something. But also, of course, there's like you know the corporate mindset. There are there probably are a lot of greedy businessmen out there who aren't doing it the right way. They're just they're getting technology in there to cut costs, not caring about their people. Versus, you know, probably the the I would think the best way to do it would be to get the technology in the door and then we have an open conversation with the people of like, hey, like we're using this technology to phase out your role. We're not seeking to phase out you. Mm-hmm. Here are areas where we can help train you to still continue to be a valuable member of our team. This is uh this is the opposite of what I'm facing. Mm, is it, you pointed at me. This is a seamless transition. That's right. Um, some people will look at the future of their careers and say, well, te- technology is replacing me. I, I don't know what else I can do. I'm stuck. Um, that type of thing. And then I'm kind of on the opposite. I see opportunity. I want opportunity. I, I spoke with someone earlier this week, and they really instilled in me this idea of the following, uh, which was speaking to the employer, basically give me as much, um, I guess, opportunity or responsibility as you feel comfortable with. And I will do my best to exceed your expectations. Um, you know, we can't always guarantee that. Um, but that's, that's the goal. And so I think the, the thing this week that I've, and I looked at Andy, this is the transition that I've struggled with most is because, you know, people around me are getting new jobs and, you know, on LinkedIn, you see people left and right, um, which is great. You know, when we succeed as job seekers, it's always good. Um, as they say, when um, you right. succeed, I succeed, basically. A rising tide raises all ships. That, yeah. But at the same time, um, you always have a cast of doubt in your mind of like, well, When's my when's my time? Like when am I going to ride the wave? I'm I'm rising, but when am I going to ride? Or when are you going to generate the wave? Or that, yeah. Um, and so it's it's this spirit of possible discontent. Of I know that I want the employer to give me that responsibility and that opportunity. And I mean, if they do that, like I'll either go beyond their expectations or I'll probably try to, you know, die trying, you know, like, like that is, if you could put that on your resume, <laughs> I mean, I think it's incredibly accurate, but if there's a way to say like, Hey, I'm going to meet your expectations. No, no, no. I'm going to exceed your expectations or die trying. They'd be like, Whoa, this kid's pretty intense. Wait a minute. But then someone like Google would come in and be like, yes, let's go. <laughs> yep. We need someone we can work into the ground. And then I'd be like, Oh, oh no. <laughs> So I actually told McKamey, I was like, and this was this discontentment showing, and I won't use company names or anything, <laughs> but because just for fear of if I ever was to, well, like earlier this week, I mentioned LinkedIn to my LinkedIn, or my I, I mentioned this podcast to my LinkedIn. With no name. With no name, but. Tragic. They just have to look up our names. Anyway, the point is, I, I thought about, like, I told her. You know, I said, you know, you can rent a billboard for like $1,000 a month. And I said... Are you trying to work that into your family budget now? So I said, I said, you know, I could just go to where this office is, find the nearest billboard, <laughs> and put my face 
with my profile picture and say, hire this human. <laughs> Dude, and, honestly, anyway. that I'm sure you could get a job if if you were looking more specifically like in a specific city, like if you just went to this city and just put up that billboard, people yeah. would be like, this guy's committed. He, he's here for the, for the long haul. But you would also probably get a ton of like spam. Spam. Yeah. Because every, every fifth grader would be like, oh, text that guy real quick. Um, yeah. So just some maybe discontentment there that I'm like working through that even in the season of trial of it's hard because we just got done with Thanksgiving. We're entering Christmas. They say that the job market doesn't slow down around Christmas. They say. It, it feels like it does <laughs> um, just because everyone, again, people are taking off time. Um, those that have been let go, like they're, they've been let go. Like a lot of them have already been complete. They're not, they're, you know, they have to finish quarter four. Is that what Two, four, the end of year. End of the year. Um, so you're saying that people who like companies are likely on companies aren't likely to let someone go in the last three weeks of the year. They've probably done it before that. That's my guess. I, again, underqualified. Ah. Then again, for the people that are let go in the next three weeks, that's just terrible for them. So I'd rather them keep the job. Yeah, rolling. The that's the year. quintessential thing of like, like. I wonder how big my Christmas bonus is going to be. Oh. Your Christmas bonus is your laid off. Yeah. Oof. Here's your. Um, what is that thing called in the axed? No, it's like the the package they give you severance package. Yep. Severance. Here's your severance package. Your Christmas bonus is your severance package. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. Like anyway. So here we are, um, one day at a time. Do you know how you can subtly... So something you mentioned about not uh, posting the title of our LinkedIn, but they can just look up your names, which no one's going to do. Yeah, You could just subtly put it in that uh, headliner on Hmm. LinkedIn. Just like, like, you know, this is who I am. And then just put that, you know, a slash co-host of Underqualified Thoughts Podcast. Uh, You're thinking about (laughs) it. You're thinking about it. Hey, or in the experience section. Experience, yeah, hosted a podcast. Hosts a podcast. Hosts a podcast. That Hosting. generated... <laughs> no <laughs> that, that generated 20 listeners. I don't know, we have to go but look. I look at the stats occasionally, and I... That website's not incredibly robust. No. I just... There's no way to tell who's listening unless it's someone tells us. at all. But the point is, we experienced 200% growth in the first... <laughs> Our followers increased eightfold because <laughs> it went from like zero to eight. It would be fun though. I mean, like because we're pretty consistent with this podcast, it's like you could do that and create a page for the the actual podcast on LinkedIn and you like create a LinkedIn page. For, oh wow! Because this, then, because then you'd be able to put the picture of the actual yep. organization. <laughs> You're gonna do it, aren't you? I'm, all of a sudden, I'm gonna be like the Underqualified Thoughts Podcast requests that you follow them. What? <laughs> I think it's funny. So, have we sufficiently touched on your, yeah, your yeah, lack yeah. of contentment? Yeah. Yeah. Have you talked about how you're staying content in the season of discontent? You know, it's a good, um, good question. I found that my, for those of you that recall, well, actually, we didn't talk about this. I forgot that um, I was thinking about a conversation Andy and I had at Thanksgiving where I basically was outed for having 15-minute quiet times. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally forgot. I don't think you were outed for it. There I was, was just outed. riffing. It was, it was so funny, though. 
anyway, that's that's how I stay content. But not to cop out and throw it straight at you know quiet times and Jesus prayer too. and all that. Also, I think some practical ways to seek contentment is I still have a job. Like I'm not laid off. I'm not, you know that that would be a whole different ball ball game. Um, and and also like look at the the happy moments at my my job right now. And there's been plenty of those actually. Um, but it's w- when you're fighting against discontentment, it's easy to look straight at the the bad and never look at the good. Um, and so that's the that's like the realistic like here's what you can actually do to beat discontentment is look at what you already have. Um, and I have a lot. It's like yeah, both reflecting on your current circumstances and also reflecting on past situations. Something that I've I think I heard it somewhere. I don't think it was an original thought that I had, but the thought of that as you go through life, you think each circumstance that you're entering is different than the last one, but realizing that they are similar and when you reflect and look back on what you've been brought through and what you are currently going through, you can have trust going forward that like God is going to provide for you based off how he's been providing for you. Like throughout. And I'm not saying like if he provided you with a job, you're going to get provided with a job in the sense it's, but literally in the sense of like, he's brought you through all of these different moments in your life. And to you, the moment you're currently in, you're like, this is completely different. I've never had to try and go get a job in this job environment at this time of our economy with these circumstances in my life. At the end of the day, it's still like, it's the same in that like you're looking for work and you're looking to be provided for so that you can provide. Yeah. And that's like the same across the job that you started mowing lawns to getting through college, to getting your first job and moving here and getting married to looking for your second job. I think the word they would use would be faith. Mm. Mm. Buzzwords. Oh, nice. It's true though. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm tired. Yeah, that was shown in the first episode, too. Yeah, we, we recorded back to back yesterday. Me and um, the freak, not to use names, but me <laughs> and the freak. We can say her first name. No. no just just let freak. her be known as the I, freak. I mean, I call her the freak mm-hmm. in the messaging. No. Did I show you that? No. Okay, anyway. it's anyway. We played a pickleball game match deal in Raleigh, and I'm just, uh, I'm just tired. Tournament. Tournament. It was a tournament. Yeah. I drove two and a half hours one way. To have this tournament. Which you only played three games due um, to your the competition you were Well, it was like stacked three, against. three matches. I don't know how to put this. We played a lot, but it was like against three teams. It was a best two of three. Okay, so you did three best two of three. Yeah. Oh, well, the last one was. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was fun, but I'm tired. Yep. We didn't even get to the videos that you're going to start creating. Oh, that's going to be really good though. I'm I'm excited about that. And I guess obviously we can start talking about that once you start making them. Yeah. There was something else. Something else we were going to um, talk about. But who knows? I don't know. The videos that's good. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be right, a blast. Everyone. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs>